I hate my boss. My workplace is so toxic. I feel manipulated by management. These are some of the most common complaints that I've heard in pharmacy. And in this episode, I'm going to share how to handle it and ensure that the employees you manage don't feel that way about you. Let's dive into this dose of pharmacy real talk. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day. Now, my guess is that for the majority of pharmacists, when you hear workplace culture, it doesn't exactly make you smile. Because for most people in pharmacy, whether you're a pharmacist, a pharmacy manager, a student, or a pharmacy technician, workplace culture is literally one of, if not the, biggest stressors in your work life. So in this episode, I'm going to share exactly what to do. But first, I want to share some actual stories that both I've experienced and what y'all have shared because I get a lot of DMs at, on Instagram. If you're not following me there, I'm at the fit pharmacist, but I get a lot of DMs that are literally cries for help because they're in such toxic environments. They don't know what to do. So here's some stories. You need to change stores, but I've been in this one for years. Well, the other one, uh, it, it's closer and it's a great staff. You'll be fine. Meanwhile, you do your own research and find out it ain't closer. And the reason there's a spot is the pharmacist quit because it was so toxic. Another one. If you don't do this, you're fired. Huh? Another one. If you don't do this, I won't consider your raise. So you end up doing it. And they claim that they never had that conversation. I'm going to take your technician just temporarily so that they can help this other store, but I need your sign off. It's only temporary? Yeah, just temporary. And you never see them again because you signed off on it. I'll give you a raise if you do this. Never came. The reason I say that multiple times is this is what so many people are experiencing. And I want to really allow you to recognize something. This is not uncommon. This happens all the time because so many pharmacists tolerate it. Literally, they feel like if they say anything, they're fired. They feel like if they even question or cure, like from a genuine place, not being ignorant or pushing back or saying no, no, but just asking for more information. If you don't comply, your job's in jeopardy. There is so much of this going on, I had to talk about it. Because here is how to handle it. The most effective way is to not let it get there. Now, this is easier said than done because when you graduate, you're new, you're starting a new job, you don't want to, you know, we don't want to rock the boat. But as I've said before, what you tolerate will continue. And especially in community pharmacy chains, your boundaries will be tested. They, you will be seeing like how much extra will they work? How much, how many requests will they say yes to? And until you set your standard, and again, it's easier to set it up front, 
That boundary will be pushed and tested over and over again until you take a stand. What you tolerate will continue. Now, here's something that I really want you to hear. Do not let fear and manipulation lead you into a lifestyle you despise. Getting calls on your day off, getting texted about non-urgent things, all that kind of stuff, which I understand there are times and places for that as you're, when you're a manager, all that sort of stuff. But what I'm talking about is crossing the line. What I'm talking about is making it feel like you're work 24-7, which happens and for the last couple of years, I'm sure that all of us can resonate with that. But from that example of crossing the line, from that, you can also use it as a lesson if you're a manager yourself. Set a new standard. Because here's the deal. If you're a manager, if you're a district leader, a higher-up supervisor listening to this, first up, hi. But what I want to tell you is you are in a position of authority. You're literally in a position of power, which has the opportunity, as I'm sure you may have heard or experienced yourself, that can be abused. You can influence your team, the pharmacists you lead, the technicians that follow them, or if you're a pharmacist, your partner, your technicians. You have the opportunity to influence them, i.e. get them to do what you want or need them to, through fear or threats. And those will be effective short term, don't get me wrong. I'm not condoning them, I'm just stating the truth. Those will be effective in the short term, however, it will cost you in the long term. There is always a cost, and oftentimes, the easiest way is going to cost you the most long-term. The right way isn't always easy. Building rapport, understanding, leading by example instead of dictation. Now, I've been blessed. Most of the people I've worked with in my 10-year career have been pretty phenomenal. Not all of them. My last partner was an absolute angel. Amazing pharmacist, seriously, so, so outstanding. However, I've also had some experiences with higher-ups throughout the years using both of these styles. And again, I reiterate so strongly, what you tolerate will continue. If you start accepting this kind of manipulation and stuff, it's going to lead to a really difficult place where you feel that this is the standard and if you try to fight it because you've been putting up with it so long, it could cost you your job, which is the reason that you're here in the first place is because you're new, you don't want to rock the boat. And I speak to so many pharmacy students who are graduating or they're in their first year of pharmacy and they tell me what they're tolerating. And I ask them a simple question. Why are you doing this? Because I have to. I'm like, did they say that you had to or did they make you feel like you didn't have a choice. And oftentimes they say yes. And when I say, have you ever asked them about it or asked them about alternatives? And oftentimes they say, no. What you tolerate will continue. Now, this might sound good, but it's a little difficult to put into practice. You might be hearing this like, oh, I wish I did that years ago. Or Adam, you know what it's like. I've got a, I've got a bit of an idea. 10 years in retail. But what I want to really tell you, I'm not telling you to condone you or condemn you. What I'm really telling you is there is a way to do this, both if you are being led by others and if you are leading other people. Because you might be hearing this and saying, like, how do I do this? There's not enough time. Uh, my, my, my staff is so difficult to manage. There's already drama, blah, blah, blah. 
How do you do that? How do you lead a team without feeling like you're being condemning, shaming, or being made to feel like they're not good enough? Or maybe how do you make sure that you're not feeling condemned, shamed, or like you're not good enough based on the metrics, based on your level of compliance to things that are outside of what you signed up for? How do you lead in a way that's different than other people? Because oftentimes what happens is you just follow the leader. And if the leader higher up is doing this sort of stuff, this manipulation, it sets the standard that that's okay. But while it might seem coerced, while it might seem like, oh, that's just always how it's been done, which is toxic language, by the way, there's another way to do it. How do you do it? How do you lead? What's a good model? It's very simple. Lead like Jesus. And I'm not here to preach at you spiritually, but I'm saying, lead like Jesus. You want an example, you want to model the mentor. Jesus will never speak to people in guilt or condemnation. And oftentimes in pharmacy, that's how we've experienced leadership. Do this or else. And yes, there's consequences to your actions, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about leading with the stick of like in a non-healthy way. Or condemnation where people take it too far. Taking your metrics into your morale. Taking your virtues into your values and really looking at your performance as your persona. Taking it too far. So what I really want to challenge you is to create something different. And I'm telling you this because I have experienced, I've witnessed, and I'm sharing what actually is possible. You can be supportive. You can be encouraging. You can lead with compassion and still at the same time, not do it in a way that softens your team, but in a loving way that actually challenges them. Because here's something very true. What you tolerate will continue. So if you keep saying it's okay when you give a directive and they don't follow through, your, your staff, your partner, whoever it is, you're telling them that's okay. It's not that you're trying to be too easy, but that's the message you're portraying. So if you don't correct with love, you can literally allow them to get away with what they will get away with. But how do you do that without being condemning? You want to challenge them. You want to correct. You want to discipline because everything has a consequence. But you also have to remember this truth. If you're not growing, you're dying because nothing grows from comfort zones. So you've got a challenge. And something that I'm really excited about in this second vlog, I guess you could say, is, is my new job. Because in my new job, the first thing, so one thing when I came on board, came with my ideas, came with everything else, and what I said is, we really need to have a monthly book club. We need to constantly challenge ourselves and grow and pick, because books are fantastic. They're based on people that have spent their year, year, like literally years of their life, mastering a topic and distilling their decades into days of pages. Taking all that knowledge and putting it to simple, practical, implementable information from tons of research, from studies. And instead of you having to go through that, it's allowing you to get that result quicker from what they have learned. So what I did is I was like, let's read a book. What's the first thing we want to learn? Culture. Because... 
if our vision to grow, to expand, influence the future of pharmacy, which is what my leaders are doing, we need to make sure that we really have a firm foundation. We need to have a really great culture, something that becomes a raving fan culture, which is what led me to this episode. You want to constantly challenge each other in a loving way, but you want to ensure that you're invested in your team. Because like I said, you can lead with fear, manipulation, and all that stuff that I'm sure all of you have heard of or if not experienced. And while that's effective short-term, it will cost you long-term because your staff has one foot out the door looking for the next best option to dip out. Or you're not going to get optimal performance. It does not breed a healthy culture. This goes for you being led and you leading, by the way. But what I really want to encourage you is investing in your team. And this is not easy. This is the slow approach per se, but it is what will pay off in the long term. It's simply leading how you want to be led. It's leading with love. It's investing in your team and getting to know them as individuals so that they can come together as a team. And this comes through communication. Yes, we're busy, we're distracted. And I'm sure you make announcements, emails, however you do it to your team, but I want to really drive home that you want to communicate as individuals because everyone communicates differently. Everyone receives messages differently. So you want to make sure that you're literally portraying that message and ensuring that they understand. Because if you don't communicate, if you think you are, but they're not getting the message, lack of communication leads to assumptions. And let me ask you if assumptions are mostly positive or mostly, we'll say defensive. So there's something that is important with this. So many pharmacists struggle. So many pharmacists go through life and they keep it to themselves. And whether you're a leader, whether you are being led, if you're in a team and you're struggling and don't let your leader know, it can cause a lot of problems, which I have encountered in my career. And it could have been prevented if there was communication. I'm not saying air out your dirty laundry, but just say, yo, there's something I'm struggling with. I just want you to be aware of it. That is a communication that is super simple. This one thing is what causes so much conflict in pharmacy, the lack of doing this. And again, you don't have to tell people your personal business. I'm not saying get on a soapbox, but I'm saying if you're struggling with something, you need to make sure that you communicate that to your leader. Let me give you an example of how this actually pans out in a super healthy way. So last week was the anniversary of my mom passing away, which is what led me into pharmacy. Now that's rough every year, but what really compounded it is the very next day we had to put my dog down. So it was a rough stacking of emotions. And I had a choice. I could have kept that in. Uh, it was affecting just myself because I had a lot of other stuff going on as well. But I chose to just tell my boss, my new boss at Blueberry Pharmacy, the culture that we're creating. Th this is literally an example. So if you're watching the video of this, I hope you are. If you're not, go onto the YouTube channel and subscribe to the Fit Pharmacist YouTube channel because I'm going to show you something. I communicated this. And he was very supportive. Master Kyle, this dude's 6'7". He's someone you literally look up to. So the next day, 
I get to work, and there's a card just land just there with my name on it. So this is the card, and here's what it says. How beautiful it is to find someone who asks for nothing but your company. And then inside, Adam, I know how much you must miss the company of your dear friend. I am so sorry for your loss. I am very sorry for your family's loss, especially with the timing. I am always here for you. I was trying to think of a way to honor your dog's memory and also your mom's. I know how important church and missions are, so we've donated to your church's mission fund in their honor. Your Blueberry Family. Now, if you are being led by someone and they do this, what sort of reaction would you have? That's not normal, which is exactly what we do at Blueberry Pharmacy. Welcome to different. But on that same token, isn't that the kind of culture that you want to be a part of? Isn't that the kind of culture that you want to create? Because all it takes is communication. Sharing where you're at. Communicating, showing compassion, leading like Jesus, because that's exactly what he would do. How you do this is very simple. I can tell you that I've had different interactions that did not pan out that way. And I can tell you from the stories that I've heard from the DMs I've been getting over the years, that if you're struggling, that might not be met very well. The, the, the standard, the norm that I've heard all of y'all experience most of the time is you're struggling with something and the reaction you get from your leaders are, well, you're 10 minutes late or suck it up or so. That's unfortunately what the majority is. But what if, what if you were the one that changed? What if you started a culture where people could look in awe and shock because of your compassion because you're leading with love, and they literally would say, why? And you can say, welcome to different. That's what we're creating. And I wanna tell you, this is not some pie in the sky thing. This exists now. And I wanna encourage you that you can create this too. You don't have to have your own startup. You can do this regardless of where you are. You need to start where you are and realize that the way to change is very simple. Raise your standard for how you will tolerate being led by your peers and most importantly, how you will lead yourself and other people. If you choose love, you can't lose. If you choose fear, you should be scared of that. I just want to really drive this message home and, and tell you that if you're not having a workplace environment there are a lot of options and resources available for you to really change that. It's a lot easier to set a standard up front, but I just want to encourage you that if you're struggling, there is a change. There is a loving way to do that. You have to set a new standard. And again, you will be tested. Is this a one-off? Is he serious? It's consistency. And that comes from communication. Genuinely show up in love and you can literally transform your culture so that those comments I started this with, I hate my boss, my workplace is so toxic. You can shift that 
That might be your reality, but it does not have to be your future. It all changes based on how you decide to change. So that's my challenge. That's my resource. It's literally inside your heart. Lead with love, just like Jesus did, just like he does for you, for me, and for everybody else. You can be the change you wish to see in pharmacy, but it's not outside of you. No one's coming to save you. You have to be that beacon. You have to lead by example. And it's going to be difficult short term, but it will pay major dividends and be the easiest route in the long term. Welcome to different. So go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. God bless. 